Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the fortune making spirit of today's marketplace the rob black show welcome in rob black and your money i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing more thanks for listening to the show a lot going on today and we're going to hit it for sure um the markets feel a little bit on the nervous side. And yet we hit an all-time record high yesterday on the S&P 500. Am I trying to make something out of nothing? Not really. I'm seeing something very alarming. I'm seeing that 10-year treasury panic. And bonds are usually smart. I call it smart money. Stocks are usually more reactive. They're, they're more, hey, I hear Apple's coming out with a great new product. woo it's coming. And we'll send the stock higher. So let's talk a little about this. The reflation trade is seeing some deflation. That word flate, to inflate, inflation, reflation, get it back up, right? Deflation, let it slowly come back out. If treasury yields continue their current path, that's basically creating some pressure for the stock market soon. Some stock selling pressure. This is all predicated on the concern that stock prices have gotten too far ahead of themselves, too far, too soon, too fast. Use a phrase that makes sense to you, maybe multiple expansion. 10-year Treasury yield sits at 1.29% right now. It got as low as 1.25. The lower it goes, the more financial economic stress it's telling you is out there. And maybe I should use the word economic anxiety you may think of stress as like about to crack. I don't want you thinking the, the real negative angle on stress. I want you to think anxiety. Reports that the People's Bank of China is soon going to announce a cut in the required reserve ratio for banks means more risk. Chinese regulators continue to clamp down on overseas IPOs. That's not capitalistic in any way, shape, or form. And it shows you that China's government still interferes with letting businesses ultimately go bankrupt or cause issues on state security. Japan is extending a state of emergency for Tokyo through August 22nd, which basically means there's going to be no spectators at the Olympics. Now, no spectators at the Olympics to you are like, eh, I can live without that. I rather enjoyed watching soccer yesterday, England and Denmark. And when England, it was clear that they were going to win. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The English fans started taking off their shirts. I was like, oh man, soccer's back. Men, pasty, taking off their shirts. Not exactly showing the best bods underneath. And to have no fans, I mean, I enjoyed the game a little bit more yesterday because the fans. So Japan saying we're not going to have fans at the Olympics due to a rising number of COVID cases 
it's scaring the markets today. I thought we were past that. I thought, you know, developed countries have the shots. I thought there's a lot of thoughts like that, right? And the United States and other countries were very keen on getting the vaccines and not really sharing them with the world, not saying everyone gets a one man, one vote, one arm, one shot. It's like, how about we inoculate our country first and then we'll think about yours. And again, there was maybe some economic reasons for that of how important the U.S. economy is to the world. But oil prices are lower. Copper prices are lower. Cryptocurrency prices are lower. Um, Apple's lower. Amazon's lower. Nothing's working today. So that news out of Japan, I think, is very similar to news out of China, where China says that they're going to clamp down on overseas IPOs and China's going to lower the reserve rates. They're, they're all negative news. But something's telling me my gut that the bond market going down to 1.25% last night, that there's a flight to safety and that we should be expecting a good financial hit today or tomorrow. And we're starting one today when the Dow opens up down 500. We're like, well, that's a big number. It's not that big of a number considering we're at record highs. But it, it makes you kind of go, am I getting set up here? South Korea is extending the COVID restrictions for greater Seoul for an additional week. So the news out of Japan or out of Asia today, not not bubbly. Then you get into a little bit of a complacency factor where we're hitting all-time highs on a regular basis and we're not that impressed and we're not – we're just like, oh, good. Look at that. We're at all-time highs again. But there's not really anything pushing it. Now, this earnings season is going to be fantastic because we're going against the worst of the COVID when we were locked down a year ago, corporations bled cash during the summer. So this year is going to be much, 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 much prettier to see. If you were a forensics detective, last year it was bloody. This year, not no, no, we're gonna we're gonna make money, good money. Some earnings are expected to be up sixty percent, but that's year over year with COVID lockdowns. So that's out there today. I think that's a kind of a big story. It's kind of a big deal. Stocks are retreating today at the open, pulling back from record territory. Reported growth concerns after Japan extended state of emergency through the, out the Olympics. So that's a big loss for Comcast. I'm not sure if you've seen this, but NBC is going to be carrying an obnoxious amount of Olympic coverage. Something like 5,000 hours. And it's going to help Peacock. I'm not sure if putting all the fencing matches on Peacock is going to up subscriber numbers, but they'll brag about it for years to come and they'll replay that content for years to come. And there'll be a glorious find of some jewel out of South Carolina who is really good with an epe and is a fencing champion of the world. And she grew up, you know, her daddy taught her how to fence when other girls were playing softball. They'll get some stories out of it, and they'll, they'll milk those stories for years to come, but it's not good news that they're not going to have fans there. Apple is exerting heavy pressure today with a little bit of a decline. It's first since hitting an all-time high since January. It's been on a nice terror in the last week. Semiconductor names are also weak with Philadelphia Semiconductor Index down. I can't find an area that's that's great to talk about. Of note showing you how things are working today. Oppenheimer upped the price target on NVIDIA to 925 bucks. 
and it's down two and a half percent today. So it's a pretty nice upgrade. It calls for about 20% upside from where the stock is right now. I find NVIDIA and AMD to be probably the two most growthy, powerful semiconductor stocks. I like them both. And they're in competition with each other. And it's it's honestly like what the movies where a teenage boy meets a family and the two sisters, one of them's like athletic and good looking and the other one's like smart and good looking. And the third one that can cook and is good looking. Like AMD and NVIDIA are very, very similar in my mind. An analyst gives a huge upgrade today and the stock's pulling back on the news. Nothing's really working. Not Bitcoin, nothing. It's just a take a risk off kind of day. Man, maybe gold's working, but oil's not working. The 10-year treasury's at 1.28%. Bitcoin's at 32,000, down 6% today. Triple, quadruple what the market's down. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. In an up market, everyone looks like a genius. A lot of millennials have been buying Bitcoin and touting their financial superiority brains. We'll see how it works when things get tough. Good luck. I'm actually pulling for you. I hope you're right. Olympic Games confirmed today that the games will not be played with spectators in Japan, but the games will go on. The Olympics, about a year ago, when things were getting pretty hairy with COVID, around April, May, June, we're starting to say out loud, I wonder if they're going to cancel the Olympics because what's going on in China. And then we're like, I wonder if they're going to cancel the Olympics because it's spread to the United States. I wonder if it's going to, and they canceled the Olympics. You could got last year an Olympic shirt that was like said Olympics 2020. It's kind of a collector's item because the Olympics were shifted to 2021. But last year, we were that was our signal that things are really bad, that it truly is going to shut down world economies. When the world pulled the plug on the Olympics saying it's not safe to travel, that it would be a super spreader uh, event unlike any of ever in the history of this planet. Literally bringing in every country in the world into Japan, people freaked out. Now today they're saying almost something kind of similar. We don't want people here. We don't want crowd visitors. We want to cut down the number of people coming. No crowd. No chi- no Japanese crowd at all. Not even the locals. Do they know something I don't know? I think that's the theme of today's show. Does someone know something I don't know? <clears throat> Grocery stores are stockpiling items like frozen meat and cleaning supplies and sugar. People who might stay at home and bake this fall. The nation's largest grocery wholesaler purchased up to 20% more inventory in these areas. The supply chain in the United States is struggling with transportation labor costs. Do they know something that I don't know? They're bulking up. bulking up. I wanted to create a new word, bilking. Um, Sales of lobster, shrimp, prime meat, organic produce, frozen food sales. Uh, From lumber to chicken wings to Starbucks drinks, we've seen cost surge, creating inflation on these items. 
again, does the 10-year treasury know something I don't know? Does the drop in oil, does that know something? I, I've got a little bit of paranoia today. And I don't know if it's rightfully so, or, or maybe I'm in the wrong area here. But then you read stories. <clears throat> Fox News, California man shoots and kills armed intruder kicked out his door. And you go later in the story and you see Target uh, shortening their hours in San Francisco due to, due to an alarming rise in shoplifting, brazen shoplifting. So Mayor London Breed out of San Francisco says that's not the right solution. Well, what is the right solution? Obviously working with local law enforcement, yes. But telling Target you got to pay more money for security seems Kind of like, okay, we get it. But the world's kind of dissolving right now. Is that what the, is that what all these stories are telling me? It kind of feels that way. Um, the 10-year treasury. Investors are fleeing because they're starting to see a little bit of a crack. Bitcoin and Ether are tumbling today as investors take risk off. So I think there's a little bit of paranoia and risk off kind of story. Beyond Meat has launched a new meat-free chicken tender. That's like the only happy-go-lucky story I can find. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing positive out there. So it's packed. It looks like chicken. I, I will say this. This isn't a story about me. This is a story about what my kids will be buying in 5, 10, 15 years. When they get their own apartment. When they decide to stock up their refrigerator. I'm still fine with a murdered chicken in the refrigerator. They're not. So it'll change slowly, but the millennials are in control. That's why we talk about them on such a regular basis on the show. Beyond Meat has tested a fried chicken substitute with KFC. That just blows my mind. It's like hamburgers. Cows walk by McDonald's and like, uh, don't look in there, honey. Don't look, at, don't look in that McDonald's. You don't want to see what they're doing to cows in there. And like chickens walk by uh, KFC and they see the big buckets chicken outside there. They get nervous. It's weird to think we're going to live in a world where the chicken's like, hey, I'll take a nugget. Not off my eye this time, right? So that's a kind of a nice story. We're trying to find stories like that. Target shorting hours in San Francisco due to alarming rise in shoplifting. There was a crazy Walgreens video that went around the world on YouTube and, and made San Francisco look bad where dude goes into a uh, Walgreens with his bike and has a garbage bag and starts stealing stuff and rides his bike out without, without incident. I'm always shocked by theft. I don't know why. It just, I guess it's that invasion, right? So when you see a man shoot another man coming into his house, there's more and more stories like that these days. Is that because there's more and more guns? I don't know. The other happy-go-lucky story of the day is McDonald's is giving away free fries on July 13th if you have the app. That's that's as good as I can find them, ladies and gentlemen. Like We can all go home. The stories just aren't out there. Bloomingdale's has announced a petite new concept called Bloomies. Dollar General is looking to move into healthcare. What? Lululemon has unveiled a new yoga mat made out of mushrooms. Yummy. Supermarkets worried about rising prices are buying inventory as fast as they can. 
Grubhub has a new partnership to deploy robots across college campuses. That seems to be an area where drones and robots might be able to work. I don't see drones and robots working in the South. Too many guns. Universal Films is going to land on Peacock after their theatrical releases. That'll include Jurassic Park this year, Fast and Furious, and Minions. Subway is overhauling their menu to include avocado. Any direct kiss butt moment with the millennials. Heinz wants hot dog and bun companies to agree to sell equal packs. Isn't that a funny story? I was looking into a lot of um, the technology going into broadcast technologies and the artificial intelligence that Amazon is using was used to analyze a basketball game. And here's where artificial intelligence is going to work really, really well. Logos on the floor will change based on how much they're paying at a sporting event based on how good the game is with artificial intelligence. So Nike will say, I want to buy right now because the artificial intelligence is telling me the last two minutes of the World Series or the Stanley Cup Finals is the time to buy. Doesn't it seem like we're creating very small solutions to very small problems? I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. So remember how last segment I was talking about women need, or just young couples in love need to be careful how they take on other people's debt, people that they love. Um, I see a lot of problems there. I want to like, again, say parents, even the way you handle the inheritance with your kids, there's problems. I come from a family of four older brothers and one younger sister, and my mom passed away earlier this year. And it kind of is, it's very interesting because I don't need the money. I got another brother who doesn't need the money. My sister doesn't want any money. Like, it's not like there's, we'll take it, of course. We'll find something to do with it, of course. But we have one brother who wants a, a lion's share of it. And he's putting himself in the situation of we're never going to talk to him again. Um, it's stressful. Um, I have another situation where uh, a family member, her father is in the latter stages of his life, 80 plus years old. And he's starting to say, okay, well, let's give away our money to the daughter that needs the money more than the daughter that doesn't. And then you get into brother-in-laws and situations like that that start pointing to the other one of like, you know, <laughs> we're more successful than you, so you're going to pay out. But the one, like, it, there's a lot of hurt feelings here. There's a lot of hurt feelings. Just throw that out there for you. Um, be very cautious on how to play this. Have you ever been traveling around the world? I'm not like... <clears throat> talking around your state i'm talking around the world where you leave the country and you go into mexico and you leave the resort and you go into a real mexican town or african town or european village where you leave paris and go into the suburbs one thing that i've noticed is when you get amongst the people you seem to see a lot of logos 
Polo Ralph Lauren. Um, it's one of the reasons I like that stock the long term. So that makes the jump to I also could like and should like a company like Playboy. Playboy Group used to be, you know who they are. They did the nude magazines. They did the, my dad had a stack of them under his, uh, in his night drawer or something like that. Like, I think every boy has a memory there. Sneaking one off, sneaking one off from a big brother, sneaking one from dad. I don't know. Seems like media loves that story, right? Or that image or that idea. <clears throat> so Playboy Group to me is, if you go into other parts of the world outside of your own state, you'll see the logo everywhere. And if you ever go to Vegas or Macau, if you ever go into a casino, you tend to go that has slot machines. You tend to go, oh, there's Wheel of Fortune. How has Wheel of Fortune been on the air for 43, 44 years, right? You ask yourself, is it that good of a game show? Do they give away that kind of great prizes? The answer is no. It should have died by now, but they licensed the brand, that wheel of fortune. So if you go into a casino, you'll hear that and you'll look up and like, wow, there's a million dollars on that slot. And if you hit a certain combination, the wheel spins and it hits that one in a hundred chance of the million dollars, whatever it is on the wheel. The whole casino goes off and goes crazy. The wheel of uh, fortune Slots tend to be uh, linked to each other. So there's 10 casinos in Vegas. All 10 will have a Wheel of Fortune slot. And someone out of those 10 casinos will ultimately win that day a big prize off the losses of everyone else's from the other nine casinos. So they're licensing that. Playboy Group today announced a partnership to bring a new Playboy branded skill-based real money rummy mobile game to the Indian market game is expected to launch in 2021. So all I get out of that is mobile game in India and playboy licensing. I get the feeling playboy is going to take no risk in this. They're going to say here, use our bunny logo, which I like the heart for whalers logo. If you go look it up, is there any sport team where you really love their logo? Maybe it's the, University of Nevada Red Riders or something has to motivate you, right? Some logo in the world has to catch your eye. I'm just telling you, Playboy Group is publicly traded. Take symbol PLBY. They don't have Hugh Hefner anymore. They don't have the mansion. They don't have – they're still iconic for those. They don't have the Beautiful Women magazine. They have some sort of digital version of it. I don't know anything about it. But they don't have a Playboy of the Month. They don't have a Playboy of the Year. <clears throat> they don't have Playboy Model of the Year. The Play Bunny is going to be in a new movie with <clears throat> Steven Seagal. <clears throat> so that cachet is kind of left, but it still lives off of it with its logo. Logo investing could be very, very profitable. Just throw that down. <clears throat> you don't have to pay people. So there's concerns today about vaccines distributed in China and their effectiveness after the Delta variant. <clears throat> I think we could all say that the market's a little nervous about the recovery. And what we what we saw in India a couple of months ago, crazy number of people in India were dying, right? And the United States is reopening. The United States is having fun. The United States is going on vacation. The United States, United States, United States. <clears throat> 
we don't care about the Delta variant. It's just their turn. Our death numbers were awful at Thanksgiving and Christmas. My mother died at the peak of COVID. Now, what's interesting to note is when it hits India, we're like, we don't care. We don't care. We don't care. Like our little – we're segmented from them. and We went through it. They need to go through it. It's the idea, right? Once they get their vaccinations up, it's like we got our vaccinations relatively up. The death will slow. Well, now there's a little bit of concern today around the world that COVID's making a comeback in China. Now, this would be very, very bad because China's pretty well vaccinated. Experts say countries shouldn't stop using COVID vaccines from China, especially when they lack the supply. It's particularly severe amongst low and middle income nations. <clears throat> but the Chinese vaccines are facing growing scrutiny because COVID cases adjusted for population have remained elevated in at least six of the world's most inoculated countries. And five of them rely on vaccines from China. So the Chinese vaccine's not looking quite like the vaccines we got in America from Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. But the Chinese vaccination's pretty popular amongst the United Arab Emirates, Seychelles, Mongolia, Uruguay, Chile. The one country that doesn't depend on China is the United Kingdom. So we're watching COVID rates in all these areas and the United Kingdom's starting to reopen back up. Whereas vaccination rates um, aren't necessarily proven to be as effective in some of the countries I just mentioned. There's also the Sputnik variant, but we're watching it this week because it's starting to become a little bit unnerving what we're seeing. And I, if China starts having a problem, we're going to get very, very nervous. Because China was the first country that went into that lockdown. And we remember hearing about it in the news that people are being held at gunpoint in their homes. Not quite at gunpoint in their homes, but you weren't allowed to go on the street. There was a shutdown of that level. So there's some concerns. And Wall Street's reflecting it today. Maybe a little bit of the China variant. Maybe a little bit of the initial jobless claims edging slightly higher. Maybe we're watching that 10-year treasury and how money is flowing into the bond market for safety reasons is usually the thought when interest rates are so low, you'd be in cash or you'd be in a cash equivalent, which is where the 10-year treasury lays right now. The Dow opened up 500 points lower. The NASDAQ down one and a half percent, the SP 500 down one and a half percent. So today when I go on the news, I'm going to say, yes, we're one and a half percent from a record, but it feels a lot worse than that. Oil's pulling back today, back to $71 a barrel. And again, that's good and bad, right? On one hand, oil at 75 tells us, oh, there must be a lot of demand. On the other, when it starts going down, we're thinking maybe less demand than we thought. 10-year treasury sits at 1.29%. This is not good. We want to see, I mean, the narrative has been that we're going to see the 10-year treasury move from the severe lows during COVID when it got down to 60 basis points, less than 1%. Insane that the cost of money went that low. That's how scared people were. 
conventional wisdom said that the 10-year treasury should be right around one and a half, moving towards 2% this year as stimulus kicks in, as corporate taxes get cut. Now the question is, do corporate taxes get cut or do they get raised or does nothing happen at all? But there was a lot of stimulus there that's now dried up. Does the infrastructure plan go on? But the 10-year treasury is telling you something. And you piece it together with some other negatives and you could have a, not a conspiracy theory, but you could have a theory on the market that we're due for a little bit of a tough session, maybe a tough week, uh, maybe a tough month. But so far when that's happened, we've been buying on dips and taking markets right back to all-time highs. Again, we're 1.5% from an all-time high on the, on the S&P 500 yesterday. And yet it feels kind of bad. If you turn on CNBC today, you'll go, I think I should sell my stocks. You'll get that vibe. The true answer is you should do what's appropriate for you. I'm not a big stock selling kind of guy. I'm a stock repositioning when I get nervous, but not stock selling. And for the record, I'm not nervous. I don't have those kind of emotions. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter at Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. The number of Americans laid off from their jobs hit a record low in May as corporations in the United States are clinging on to their workers during the crippling labor shortage. It is very interesting and... There will be many political science classes taught for years to come on how did we do during the pandemic as a nation? How did the Trump administration handle economic shutdowns from states and world economies? We told people stay at home, be safe. Here's a check because he didn't go to work. Now we're starting to see some of the ramifications of that, getting people back to work. And I'm not using the ramifications in a negative manner. I'm saying every cause has a reaction, right? A number of Americans laid off from their jobs at a record low in May. That's kind of interesting. A record low. In, was there anything special about this year? No. It's just that we're coming off of the shutdown and opening back up into a hot vac summer into a hot summer of economic activity. Companies are clinging into the, onto their workers. And that, that becomes a problem. One of the things I like to do is I like to read about retail and, and marketing. Oh, for the record, can we not say that Mark Zuckerberg on his little surfboard having a flag at Lake Tahoe is one of the weirder things we saw this year on July 4th. Pretty bizarre. I don't get that one. McDonald's is renaming a popular deal day to celebrate the nationwide launch of a new loyalty program. This is going to be not, I'm not going to say important, but there's companies that have, and there's companies that do not have. A loyalty program on an app it does create loyalty, especially when you can gamify it. So McDonald's is going to ring in Tuesday, July 13th, with free fries for anyone who's tied towards their rewards program online on the app. That's kind of cool. Now, on top of it, to get people 
knowing about such app because you don't drive by at McDonald's. You see 25 billion cows murdered on their side. You don't see we have an app. To get people to talk about it and spread the news virally, they're going to have one world-famous fan. And there's going to be 66 of them. They get basically a million McDonald's reward points. And one fan is going to get fries for life valued at $19,685. I don't quite get the $19,685 angle on it. I don't really get the fan for life, but I do get the rewards points. I have, and this drives me insane, I have a Target red card because you can get 5% off with it. I get it. I have an Amazon credit card. I get 5% off all my purchases. I love that. I am so, I don't want to say frugal or cheap because that's not quite right, but I love saving money. And the idea of using points when you combine that is awesome. I checked my Amazon account for this year and I got like $5,000. I'm like, well, I, I so whatever that $5,000 5, is, 5% of what? That's what is accumulated this year for me. I was like, wow, I, I guess I can get all my Christmas gifts and some other stuff for free because they're points. And in my head, points free, points free, right? But it's really not. It's just, it's kind of a form of currency that you earned, but you look at them as free. We do the same thing with credit card points, just hardcore like travel points. You're like, I'm going on a free vacation to Hawaii. When the truth is you spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on that Chase travel card. Or I'm going to get a flight to Southwest uh, Disneyland for free. And the truth is he went on 20 flights. It was buy 20, get one free. It's just a different way of saying it. So I look at McDonald's and I find them to be very innovative. Yesterday we talked about how they're rated lowest in customer service for uh, cleanliness, for timeliness of their food. That's kind of odd. But the way McDonald's has done these tier points I could see my kids going, let's go get an ice cream cone, dad, because if we get two more, it's free. So the tier one is 1,500 points. Tier two is 3,000 points. Tier three is 4,500. Tier four is 6,000. So you can imagine that the tier four is going to be the Big Macs. The tier three is going to be the filet of fish The tier two is going to be the medium fries. The tier one is going to be like the hash browns or the really cheap stuff, the dollar menu. But it gets people playing a game when they go to McDonald's. I like that. And I bet if I did a TV spot today, and I'm doing a TV spot with Daria at Crown Foreign. She's your local news anchor that is nice and friendly and always in a good mood. And uh, I bet if I were to ask her today, do you have any loyalty programs? She'll probably say yes. Wall Street likes loyalty programs and Wall Street likes subscriptions. And if you can set the two up to work together, you've hit gold. And I'll, I'll show you how subscriptions work because I think we'll all remember this. Wall Street likes loyalty. Wall Street likes consistency. Getting the customer is expensive. Keeping the customer is gold in Wall Street mine. But okay, so the subscription one, I, I've used this so many times you probably know where I'm going at. It's America Online. When America Online first came out, there they would have these big announcements. Over 1 million people subscribed. And Wall Street would go, 1 million people, woo, 95 a month. And we'd do that math and we could figure out how much they're going to pull in revenue. 
and then they'd say 50 million and 55 million and 57 million. All those round numbers Wall Street drooled over, not because it was 57 million. It was because it was uh, next month we get that same number as expected. We started learning words like churn where how many people quit Netflix a year or a month versus how many people do they sign up. The churn rate's super important. You can find me on, and I know you're saying you got all that from McDonald's loyalty program. You bet. Very important stuff going forward for the American consumer and our dollar that we spend. Very powerful. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.